Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, October 20th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Big 12 women's and men's basketball coaches were in Kansas City Tuesday and Wednesday for the annual media days. We met at T-Mobile Center. The last time we had one of these, the building was known as Sprint Center. All the league coaches and a couple of players from the schools were here to discuss the upcoming season and more. And on today's show, you'll hear from three men's coaches. Kansas' Bill Self will kick it off. We hear from Self from the question and answer session with reporters, and the questioning revolves around this season, how the Jayhawks, a team with several newcomers, are coming together, and what it's like to once again be the conference favorite. In this setting, Self wasn't asked about the ongoing NCAA investigation into the basketball program. I asked Athletic Director Travis Goff about this at the event earlier in the day, and he said he couldn't comment. Beat writer Jesse Newell reported earlier this month that sometime in the first few months of 2022 is when KU could hear a report from the independent accountability review process. After a break, you'll hear portions of my interviews with Kansas State's Bruce Weber and Baylor's Scott Drew. So let's get going with Bill Self at the podium for Big 12 Media Days. Coach, welcome. And your thoughts about the upcoming season? Uh, well, first of all, it's good to be out in public and being social and, and uh, you know, good seeing most of you guys. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm excited. I, 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 I like our team. Uh, I think we've added some experience. We've added some athleticism, hopefully some shooting. And, and uh, you know, the league was so terrific last year, and of course, uh, with Baylor being the elite of the elite. Uh, uh, I think this year's league has an opportunity to have be every bit as good as what it has been in the past, and I know everyone's looking forward to that challenge. Coach David Smale, Associated Press. Just to follow up, we were just talking about Baylor, the defending national champions, is picked third this, this year. Every year you guys talk about this being the best conference in the country. Is it even better this year? Well, I think that we talk about it being the best conference, but I think it's proven by data as well as, as – uh, being the, the, the hardest or the toughest conference in America, I think, you know, over the last six or seven years, if you were going to take what our conference strength is over those particular years, I, I mean, we'd rate out at 1.4 or 1.6, whatever it'd be. So uh, uh, I think a lot of people feel that way. But this year has a feel that I don't know that we've ever had. Maybe we have, but have we ever had uh, three in the preseason top eight AP in the country. Maybe we have, I, I don't know, but uh, it's going to be a great league. And there was, I guarantee you, there's, there's teams that were receiving votes or whatever that are top 25 teams as well. So I, th- th- this will be as good as it's been, at least uh, uh, in, in my recollection. Coach Mackenzie Nelson with the local NBC affiliate. Remy Martin uh, named preseason player of the year. What is he going to add to your squad? Also, Ochai and David. Uh, received honors as well. Just how do you feel about them and, and the team so far? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm happy that all my guys get recognition whenever it is. Uh, uh, preseason really doesn't mean squat. Uh, the, 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 one way, the one way that guys can get uh, recognition is in this particular league, we had, we, we've lost a lot of players that were impact players in our league. Uh, but we've also had a lot of people replace them with impact players that maybe – weren't given the the preseason notoriety that I think some of them deserve, but but uh, uh, 
Uh, I think all my guys deserve to be recognized. Uh, uh, I think Remy is is a guy that that adds uh, uh, an, uh, an energy, a speed, uh, uh, a fun uh, uh, way that others will enjoy playing with him. I think he's pretty darn good at playing fast, and I think he can create some plays that you can't coach. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, it's different for him than what it was at ASU, uh, uh, not because of anything that they did uh, wrong or that we do right. It's just a different philosophy and, and, and a different system that he's still not quite accustomed to that he's got to get comfortable with. But when he does, he's got a chance to be one of the better players around. Hey, Coach, Sam Lentz with 24-7 Sports. I read a couple days ago that you said you could possibly play a 10-man rotation this year. Could you just comment on how unique that is for you as a coach and why you think you could play 10? Well, we played nine a lot. Uh, not so much recently, but when, when, we, when we played two bigs, I always played five guards and four bigs, and I really didn't care if we got in foul trouble because that forced somebody else to get an opportunity to play. So it, it's not quite like that now because we're playing four guards. It'll be harder to get to 10 uh, uh, when, you're, when you're, I'm talking about 10 guys having a chance to play double-figure minutes. But but the, the challenge isn't going to be playing 10. To my to me, the challenge is, is how do you get from 14 to 10? Uh, because uh, this is – you know, one one through fourteen, we probably never had a team with as many guys that are pretty similar to the other guys. And trying to determine who's going to actually play uh, will be the challenge. Uh, uh, so, you know, there could be red shirts, you know, things like that. We don't know that yet, but but uh, uh, I think it'll be a challenge playing ten. But if we can play as fast as I'd like to play, I don't think it'll be something that'll be near as challenging as what maybe some other people think. Coach, um, Adam Dravetta from KLWN. On the topic of your depth, you've said before in various years that if you're winning, the pie's big enough for everybody. Does this seem like a group that's buying in well to that so far? I think I think so. But but you know we haven't played a game, and 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 the thing about it is 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 you know I I, I love our roster. I'm not I'm not downplaying that at all. But you don't have a roster that people are looking at you know, top 10 picks, lottery picks, things like that. You're looking at some, all the, we got a bunch of guys that are good basketball players. And so uh, one, one thing I would like to see that we haven't seen yet is some separation. And it always occurs, but it just hadn't occurred, it hadn't, hadn't occurred yet. So right now, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's different. Right now, there's, there's nobody unhappy because in practice, you have to play 10. You have to play 10 in practice. And then sometimes the people that are on the court in practice, they just feel like, well, that's just the way it will be in a game. But in a game, you know, you can only play five. And so I, I still think we have to probably get into the season to see how all that will play out. But if we don't have that mentality that, you know, we put winning first and if we win enough, we'll all benefit from it. If we don't have that mentality, then this team won't be as good as it can be. And all of our best teams in the past have always had that mentality. Just wanted to ask, you guys have been named, uh, you know, the team to beat. Does that add any extra pressure to your team as you enter the season? We've heard you say before that, you know, rankings preseason doesn't really matter until we get closer to tournament time. But do you feel any added pressure? Uh, no. Uh, we, we, you know, we've been picked fairly high most years. And, and so uh, I think from a staff standpoint, it doesn't really mean much at all. I, I would say this. I would rather be picked high than not picked high. 
but but the reality of it is, is it, you know, right now it's a coin flip. I mean, how do you know uh, how quickly uh, uh, teams with so many newcomers are going to gel together? Um, so everybody, to me, looks good on paper. Uh, and we probably look as good as anybody on paper because we return guys where most of the other programs don't return as many guys. So uh, it doesn't mean anything to me, but, you know, I, th I think when you play at Kansas and, and you coach in this league, uh, pressure something that's usually good. Uh, if you can't deal with that type of pressure, then you're probably not going to be able to deal with real pressure later on. Hi, Coach Jordan from the NBC affiliate in town. What was it like having Allen Fieldhouse really packed with fans at late night? Since you said this past summer to me that it was really hard on your players not having, you know, Allen Fieldhouse what it should be, which is full of fans. You, you know, uh, uh, unless you're a junior, unless you're Christian Brown's age, uh, nobody's felt what it's like to play Kansas. You know, you, you, you end the season uh, in the pandemic year, uh, ranked number one. You have momentum going into the next year, and, and then the next year obviously is, uh, uh, didn't play out probably the way we had hoped, uh, uh, nor was it near as much fun. And then you recruit a recruiting class, so we, so we got eight newcomers, and none of them have felt what it's like to play at Kansas, and none of them visited. Uh, uh, so, so they didn't even get a chance to feel the energy or things like that because last year there was obviously no visits during COVID, so, uh, or during the pandemic, excuse me. So, uh, I, I think I, I, everybody has an, a home court advantage, don't get me wrong, but one of the things that makes special about playing at our place is that we feel like that ours is unique in many ways and they haven't had this chance to experience any of that uniqueness. So I don't, I don't even know if our, if, if 10 of our 14 scholarships even knows what it's really like to play ball at our place. Conversely, what's it going to be like for players who have never had to play at Allen Fieldhouse wearing the wrong jersey? Uh, well, first of all, I think that one of the things about playing in a hostile environment that's full, it brings the best out in your opponents, too. If you were to ask any of our guys, if when we go on the road, would you rather play in a packed house that's juiced against a good team or you'd rather play somewhere where we have to generate our own energy? Everyone would say, let's go, let's go to the packed place. So I think sometimes the home court advantage is definitely a home court advantage, but the home court advantage many times brings out the best in, in opponents as well. Hey, Bill, <clears throat> Chip Brown with Horns 24-7. Um, just want to get your thoughts on uh, Beard at Texas and what he was able to to do in terms of attracting the transfers? Well, I mean, Chris walked into, uh, of course, he's done an unbelievable job and he's a friend. So, so uh, uh, I've, known him, I've known him for a lot of years, uh, uh, going way back to his Fort Scott days. Uh, and I was at Tulsa. Uh, always thought he did a terrific job. Well coached, well drilled. Teams play hard, uh, uh, very hard. Uh, he walked into a great situation that was also obviously a very tough situation. So you go into a situation where you maybe return four or five guys and maybe not even know if you were going to return all four or five guys. That's hard. But then it also opens up doors from a, from a transfer portal standpoint that, you know, I can sell playing time. I can sell certain things. So, so I, th I think in many ways, Chris, Chris and his staff may have benefited from the portal as much and done, done the best job of anybody in the country in the portal. Uh, I would be shocked if, if it's that way every year uh, because he's going to recruit the best high school kids, too. But, uh, yeah, they, they, he, he, did, he and his staff, uh, 
I know Chris, I know he doesn't work that hard, but he and his staff, uh, I think, uh, have done a marvelous job in, in, in maximizing the situation that they went into last year. That was KU basketball coach Bill Self. Now let's catch up with Bruce Weber of Kansas State. The Wildcats got off to an abysmal start last season and took themselves out of postseason possibility pretty early. But as the season progressed, K-State improved, and by the time the Big 12 tournament rolled around, nobody wanted to play the Wildcats. They took Baylor to the wire in the Big 12 tournament quarterfinals, and all Baylor did was go on to win the NCAA title. I got a chance to chat with Weber, who's about to begin his 10th season in Manhattan. Did you know that only Jack Hartman and Tex Winter have won more games than Weber at Kansas State? They're also the only coaches who have been to more NCAA tournaments at K-State. So let's get started with Bruce Weber. Just tell me how much you like the team this year. I, uh, we really like them. I, I'll, I'll be, you know, and I think if you talk to our guys, um, I, I didn't know, you know, and, and to have add some, you know, two, two freshmen, high school kids, and then add three portal guys, which is, I think, going to be the norm. I don't know every year, but I think it's probably going to happen. It's just going to be the way college basketball is, at least for the next stretch. Um, you know, chemistry is an issue. Culture is an issue. And, and um, amazingly, these the three additions, the three older guys uh, have bought in. Uh, they, they love being there. They, they've been really good culture guys. Um, you know, just they, they're really happy. So and, and that uh, our chemistry, I, I asked our coaches like we were doing right before started practice, you know, you know, the strengths, weaknesses. And the first thing everyone said was togetherness, chemistry, uh, you know, which is, and again, that that's a fear factor. And um, so we tried to, you know, that was one of our goals over the summer to get them to know each other. We did a lot of activities, team building stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's been positive so far. Uh, you know, we needed to add experience, which we did. We got a fifth year guy or, you know, and Mark, we got Ish is a, you know, third year guy. Marquise is a, you know, third, fourth year guy. Um, so you got older guys. We needed to add some, we needed to make some baskets and we added shooting. Um, now, can we get them to play defense like we want? I don't, you know, that'll, that'll, you know, we'll wait and see on that. But uh, I think we have good depth, got good guards. Um, you know, the two big guys got to stay healthy. That'll be a key. I saw a lot of Mark Smith last year uh, yeah. at Missouri, and I, I, I know what his you know what his game is. And hey, Bob, uh, tell me about him and what you, what you really like. And, and he's he's going to step right in and be a factor. Well, the surprise for me, one, I you know I recruited Mark. I think we were the first ones to offer out of high school, and uh, obviously Coach Lowry knows his dad real well, Southern Illinois ties and. Um, so we have a you know pretty good relationship with them, and uh, I the great thing is Mark is I I say are you happy every day? I, he loves to be in the gym. He's got a smile. Good young man. Great team guy. Um, and I, you know I thought like twenty well, he's twenty two twenty three years old. You know I, yeah, he might not want to, but he loves you know all that that team kind of building stuff. Um, you know he. He hopes to expand his game, um, you know, like all guys, uh, you know, and be able to handle, to have the ball a little more. He, you know, he obviously is a good shooter. The thing that surprised me is his athleticism. He is a very good athlete. 
now can he, you know, I think learn to take care of the ball. And, and that, that's going to be the big step for him if he wants to expand his game, just making good decisions and expect. So, um, you know, but he physically, uh, it's just unbelievable. He's, you know, about 230. Uh, he, can, he can, you know, I don't, he's like our power forward as a guard, you know, so he can do a lot of different things. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. I know that uh, expansion is, a, is going to be a big topic here today. Um, Big 12 is going to lose two. They're going to bring in four. The four they're bringing in, at least three of them, I know, historically strong, currently strong. And yeah. and the fourth one is, you know, been the NCAA tournament the last couple of years. Yes. So um, this league's going to get even better, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, it, and I don't know if it's better, but yeah. it, I, first of all, it's really good league. And, and I don't think we get the credit nationally that we should. Uh, and you know, it, it's it, you you lose two, and every you know in, in recruiting, you know, for two three months there, we were getting killed. But I kept telling them, who's won the league? You know, Texas hasn't won the league in the last ten. Oklahoma hasn't won the league in the last ten. You know, the ones that have won the league from Kansas to ourselves to Texas Tech to Baylor, they're all still there. So our the the main group is there. So. Uh, you know, so I think, you know, we're, we had a good base. I'm happy we stayed together. But you, had, as you said, you got they added some pretty good teams, and they needed population base. They needed viewership. You know, and and I think that hopefully for the future for contract, uh, it's it's a real positive thing. It's been a couple of down years. Uh, last year, a down year yeah. uh, for for the program. Uh, it's it's going to be tough just with three in the top ten already this year just to, to because that's that's what this league is. Uh, it's it's you know every year since I've been here, uh, like I, it, it, you always say, can it be better? I, I, you keep thinking it can't, but it seems to be. And and you know and and it you, you have teams in and out. You know move with. You know, I think ironically, I think we beat Baylor five, six times in a row. And now they beat us five times in a row or whatever. So, you know, you have your your flows, you know, one way or the other. And, um, you know, two years ago, we were a handful of points away from and we should have been better. We, you know, it easily could have been an NIT team and that maybe an NCA team. But, you know, last year, you know, it just it was what it was. It, it was. It was surviving. It was, you know, regrouping, rebuilding. Uh, and again, to our kids' credit, uh, they, you know, we were we were pretty good at the end. And yes. you know, uh, early in the season, some a media guy asked me, he said, "Looks like you haven't practiced." And I said, "We haven't." 
you know, and I said, you know, you can't, if you don't have guys in the gym, you can't practice. And we had guys play their first division one game with, you know, three, four practices. And it, you can't, you know, and then, you know, it's our, you know, we end up playing Drake and uh, Colorado, two NCAA teams right off the bat. It didn't help us either. Um, and we had to learn. But, uh, you know, again, our guys were resilient. They listened. They got better. And we had a great, you know, for us to finish like we did, for the guys to feel good, for the guys to, you know, to have the summer, spring, summer, and fall that they had, I feel pretty good about it. But we just, you know, we're going to have to do it on the court. I was here when you pushed uh, the, the team that went on to win the national championship yes. to the last minute. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, all they did was, you know, well, roll, roll through the national championship. Yeah, and, and I, you know, we, we joked all summer. The first time Baylor beat us by infinity. The second time they beat us by infinity plus, if there is such a thing. And the last game, it was, you know, it was Nigel has the ball and it's a one possession game and he thinks he's going to get fouled and he launches one up there. I don't know what the heck, you know, but, uh, you know, so I, I mean, you think of that improvement now, obviously they went through no practice COVID, but, you know, our, our guys made improvement and now you got to remember they didn't play the day before we played 12 hours before that and then had to come back and 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 play another game so you know again beating oklahoma beating tcu twice beating iowa state you know feeling good about ourselves a lot of positives but again we're gonna have to do it on the court that was k-state coach bruce weber let's wrap up today's visit to big 12 media days at t-mobile center with a portion of my conversation with baylor's scott drew He arrived in the Big 12 the same year as Bill Self, 2003, but under entirely different circumstances. Baylor was in the process of getting crushed by the NCAA for multiple infractions by the previous regime. And in Drew's third year, the team was banned from playing non-conference games. But through excellent recruiting and coaching, Drew and Baylor quickly rose through the ranks. They made the NCAA tournament in 2008 and the regional finals in 2010 and 2012. Last season, Baylor won it all. The Bears joined Kansas as the only Big 12 teams to win NCAA men's titles, and I started off our conversation by asking Drew what life has been like since beating Gonzaga in April. I just want to know what life is like as a national champion, man. I'm, <laughs> I recommend it for everybody. <laughs> so so uh, uh, it is a blessing. It's a great uh, platform and opportunity to, to just talk about what your players achieved, the programs achieved, your, uh, give your, your fans in, in uh, uh, Central Texas, uh, uh, in the state of Texas, uh, a chance to brag and feel good about winning the championship because it's so hard to do in any sport. Um, and at the same time, uh, it, it does make life a lot busier um, because there are opportunities you want to take advantage of. Um, but we call those championship problems. So uh, uh, those are good problems to have. And uh, our staff's done uh, uh, a tremendous job in uh, uh, taking uh, full advantage of those opportunities to talk about our players. And on the recruiting trail, I mean, it's, it's not that you obviously been recruiting yeah. great forever, mm-hmm. but does this put it a little, it gives you something more to talk no, about? No, no question. In, in the final four to the national championship, just the difference from how players perceive you when you call. And uh, it's it's uh, uh, when, you, when you first take over a program, you hope one day you get to a point where you can ask a recruit who's really talented, like you have a dream school and they're like, yeah, Baylor, you know, and you're like, uh, okay, that's a good school. 
<laughs> so so uh, uh, that's really neat to see the evolution and just see how young people really admire the players we've had and what they've achieved. Isn't it also a confirmation of everything that you've taught and your style of play and mm-hmm. the player you recruit? And really, I mean, to, to win the national championship the way you guys did is, mm-hmm. to me, I look at that as, you know, the Baylor way yeah. has worked pretty well. Yeah, and 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 definitely helps with uh, 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 when you tell your freshmen or sophomores just what we do, and we've had success with it. They believe it a little more. But I tell you, we're really been blessed because players always believe players more than coaches. And when our past players, they've done such a great job of being around and in the summertime and pouring back into the program, and they say uh, and reinforce what we've told them or or. or, or or emphasize to them. That's that's like a proud parent, you know. When you got when you got uh, an older child who's babysitting, and they tell the younger child exactly what you say, and they don't know you're listening. You're like, yes, you know, I've done something right, or they've gotten it. And that's that's uh, uh, that 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 carries a lot more weight with their players. And I was thinking, even the idea of redshirting guys, which you do, yeah. with others, you know, and 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 and, and again, just being able to point out to players, hey, you can redshirt and it doesn't mean you're not any good or doesn't mean that you're not going to have a successful career. This won't help you down the road. Look what we've had uh, on how they had, how, how it's helped them. So uh, again, every situation is different. We're in a society, everybody wants it here now, um, but it does give you context and something to work with. It's also kind of interesting that you're at least the perception in the preseason is you're still chasing people. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's 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 the that's the beauty of the Big Twelve. I mean, uh, um, you've you've covered the Big Twelve, been one of the Big Twelve advocates, and you just uh, uh, you feel like every year you keep telling the, the the nation. I mean, we've been the best conference since 2014. Even with the teams leaving and the new additions, we're still analytically the best conference. And uh, you, you just uh, uh, want, to, uh, as a coach in the Big 12, you want people and fans across the country just to appreciate Big 12 basketball and, and how competitive and, and hard it is and what great coaches, players, schools we have in the Big 12. That's going to do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Links to stories about the Big 12 from Media Days, written by Jesse Newell, Gary Bedore, and Kellis Robinette, can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, let's talk about the morning sports edition. If you're not seeing it, you're really missing out. On KansasCity.com, you go to the Star's E-Edition. That's a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. Well, now there is an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the E-Edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner that says All Editions. Click on that and you can access, I don't know, it starts you know, on a slow day, 15 pages. Could be as many as 50 pages, depending on the day. Maybe you get the link in your email. I do, and it's there by about 6 a.m. every morning. But however you get it, it's access to complete coverage of the previous day's sports news, features, statistics, everything. It's fantastic. Hey, thanks for reading The Star and listening to our podcast lineup. You're helping support the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City, and we couldn't produce programs like Sportsbeat KC without you. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode.